I could do my Hello everybody Welcome everybody to episode number 21 of the Chop Heads MMA podcast. We got a full house today. Scoop is back. Yep. We got my boy Tommy D, the Reverend. Yep. Myself, and then chilling in the cut is Carl, yeah. my brother, which you could probably hear him in the distance. He will jump on a little bit later and, and grab a mic so we could kind of run it back to the old Pride Rules days. Um, but yeah, back on a Sunday night, a dreary hurricane. Yeah. I guess it's not really a hurricane. It's a tropical no. storm. But here, Sunday night, I'm miserable again. Uh, I kind of got used to the Saturday morning recordings. I like the energy, and I'm now I'm fucking dead. Yeah, but I'm happy. Episode 21, that's awesome. It's yours and Scoop's favorite number. I, don't, I, I guess I get the joke. Ashley's 22. She'll be 23 soon, so... Not that funny. Swing and a miss. Number one for Tommy. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go back to being a dick. <laughs> Just because Scoop's here. <laughs> Scoop is here now, and you had to bring out the stupid ass joke right out of the gate. So I'm here for Tommy's fucking neck now. Here we but go. Lackluster card this weekend. I mean, the main card was. We did get saved by the. Was it SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Was it? Uh, Bellator wasn't that bad. But was it SummerSlam or was yeah, it? SummerSlam was last night. For some reason, they changed it to Saturday. Scoop, why is that? Uh, apparently, Saturday. No, 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 no. Oh. Pick up the mic. I don't want to pick up the mic. No, you got to pick up the mic. Because if you don't, then you're going to have to kneel down and, yeah. I mean, so that's like much better. On the knees. That's like now a, um, a hand mic. So you bring it up to your face when you need to talk. So Saturday, uh, Vegas is a Saturday town, according to the WWE. So they wanted it to, you know, have a, have a, have a night out of it. Go to maybe Hard Rock, the pool after. I'm kind of glad they did it on a Saturday. It's always rough on a Sunday when you're, if you do watch, because usually when it ends like one o'clock in the morning, it's like fuck. Now I gotta go to. They bed. did go up against. I know you'll talk about it in your rundown. The Pacquiao fight. There was the shitty MMA event that we kind of touched on, which we'll I guess talk about a little bit after the breakdown. But we're not going to spend too much time because put me to sleep. The main card kind of put me to sleep. But we did have a couple of our old friends. And I know this wasn't WWE and this wasn't SummerSlam or whatever the WrestleMania SummerSlam. We already established that. Yeah. But we did have CM Punk come out and lit the fucking wrestling world on fire. I'm not a wrestling guy, but I did see the clips and he did light the wrestling world on fire. Yeah. But after opposite, you know, federations there. It's like for AEW, not for SummerSlam. I know. Didn't I say that? No. Yes, yeah. I, I said it wasn't SummerSlam. We already yeah, established you didn't say that. it was AEW because he doesn't know. EAW, AEW, AEW yeah. the, it doesn't fucking matter. Right, CM here, Punk is here, back. I'll make it easy for you. The owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars' yep. son yep. is the owner of AEW. So he's a rich kid with daddy's checkbook who can pretty much sign whoever. And that made it easier how I don't actually care who the fuck owns EAW. I'm just talking about CM Punk is back, and now he's ready to take over and be the king of the world again. Because he couldn't hack it in MMA. Nope. And I know Tommy has like this hard on for CM Punk for some reason. What is <laughs> what's your beef? Because he fought Mickey Gall? No. That's it? Because he's he's always been a whining douchebag and they made that part of his gimmick so he could make money off of it. But all the shit that he used to talk about the WWE when like, why do they let the Undertaker come back after having a year layoff and then he gets to steal all the spotlight, but then he I actually again. I actually feel Sick Wait. to my stomach that I even brought this up because Wait, now I have to sit through Tommy's long drawn but, out reason. I was expecting much better out of you, but go ahead. I'm not done yet. All right. 
So he's complaining about that, but then he does the same thing to get into the UFC. And it's okay because it's him. The fuck out of here. Yes, it's okay because anybody that wants to go challenge himself, and you know it's prize fighting, correct? And it's all about promotion. And a guy like CM Punk puts asses in seats. And if he wants to go out there and test himself and get beat up in front of everybody, I don't have any problem with it. I'm here for all the beef. I've said this on all podcasts. If CM Punk wants to use his likeness and get himself beat up in an octagon, by all means, I'm there to watch it. Tommy's, just, just, Tommy's just upset that he's the best in the world at what he does. He's the best in the world when it's scripted for him. All right, anyway, but he's probably not even the best in the world at that. No. So no. I just wanted to uh, ruffle Tommy's feathers, come out swinging a little bit. Oh, I've been going at everybody about it all weekend. But now on, to the, now on to the meat and potatoes of the wrestling world this weekend. We had a Brock Lesnar sighting. That's probably going to be the only sighting that you'll see with Brock Lesnar for the next six months, unless you see him on some butcher show or something. <laughs> no, I'm sure the, I'm sure they're going to set it up for extreme rules. So he'll get a match, get mm -hmm. get like 10 mil to go fucking have a scripted match and then take a hike. But that's not even what I really wanted to talk about with the WWE. Gable Stevenson showed up. Tommy's texting. I can't carry this show by myself. I'm having a hard enough time as it is. Listen, I'm on call supervisor. Bite me. So you know what you do? You say, okay, I got to handle this. And we go to break. Not when I'm in the middle of making my point. All right. So what was I saying? What was Gable I saying? Gable Stevenson. All yes. right. Anyway, Gable Stevenson. And don't forget uh, Tamara Mensa Stock. She was there too. Who? Tam, T Tamara Tamara. Oh, the the uh, the, the, the gold the medal. female gold medal winner. Okay, cool. She's not going to fight in MMA, right? She's not going to. She's not possibly going to fight John Jones in the next two years. I don't know. No, but so I mean, we're she not going to talk about WWE. We're not going to talk about that either. We're going to talk about Gable Stevenson showed out and he kind of did. Well, I don't know if I was hoping that he would do that, but I think this is a smart move for his career. We talked a lot about. What he was going to do post-wrestling career, post-real wrestling career, I, I should say. Now that he's the gold medalist, he beat the Russians, and now he's got the world by, by the balls. WWE was the first stop. Well, he's got meetings with WWE, UFC, and Bellator. That's it? Yeah. That's what you got. All right. So I guess now it's time for Wait, Scoop, you got something? No, I was just saying I think WWE is the smartest choice for him. You think so right now? Right now, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's not going anywhere else in the wrestling world. And Tommy has this, this, I wouldn't call it a fantasy. Or he has this misguided notion in his head that WWE is folding. It's <laughs> not folding because what? It's not doing well. because they're it's getting not, rid of because they're getting rid of people. They're getting rid of people. AEW, but it's not folding. Vince McMahon. It's not like he's poor. Oh no, but they're not a. They just signed a big deal with Reliant Stadium, I think, in Vegas. Is that is that the Raider Stadium? Reliant Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. All their pay per views are going to be in Vegas. It's it's on uh, February. Money in the Bank. Yeah. They already have it. That's already. They, ju eight they just away, got Brock right? back. Six You're talking away. like Brock will show up for. If they got Brock Lesnar showing up to wrestle in events, they're definitely not dead. And I know Gable Stevenson. Didn't he wrestle at the same college as Brock? Right. I know they're training in Minnesota. I know he's in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure he he won the national championship for Minnesota this year or or whenever I know, he was done I know with college. I he's been training with Brock during the Which, Olympics. That's a mistake if he's going to actually enter MMA. I don't think he should train with Brock. We already discussed this last week. We he did, should. but and you know, to your point, um when you brought up American Top Team and I had time to actually sit there and think about it, I think that would be a great spot for him. You know, even I know Daniel Cormier has the vested interest in him, but American Top Team is where another fighter that we'll be talking about trains, another Olympic gold medalist, uh, Kayla Harrison. We're not going to talk about her right now. 
We're going to talk a little bit about Kayla Harrison when we come back from break. But first, we're going to go to the Reverend's Rundown. All right, everybody. This week's Reverend Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA, your worldwide leader in combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news. You can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? PFL playoffs continue with the men's heavyweight and women's light heavyweight semifinals. Ante Delea and Bruno Capaloza advance. Meanwhile, in the women's lightweight division, Taylor Guardado and Kayla Harrison advance. Kayla Harrison is on her way to her second million-dollar winner's purse, which manager Ali Alabdezi took to Twitter, stating she would beat Cyborg and Nunez in one night, to which Cyborg responded with all of her belts from all the other organizations. Following his elimination from the tournament, former Bellator champ Rory McDonald has stated that he's enjoying time with his family right now and will be preparing for his second season with the PFL in the next few weeks. In Bellator action, Czech Congo fights back and secures a third-round rear-naked choke victory against Sergey Karatanov. Other notable wins from Bellator's 265, Keith Lee chokes out Jornel Lugo, and Archie Colgan channels his inner Rampage Jackson by slamming his opponent Ben Simmons on his neck, breaking up the buggy choke, and allowing for a vicious ground and pound. In boxing news, Manny Pacquiao loses his title fight against champion Jordinus Ugas. In UFC news, Yancey Medeiros, along with a few others, have been released from the UFC. Medeiros, the once hot prospect, been riding a four-fight losing streak. Khabib Nurmagomedov goes in on the public who are giving Jose Aldo credit, and out of all the people, Conor McGregor comes to Aldo's defense. UFC Fight Night Vegas 34 was a sleeper card for sure. Ignacio Bahamandez defeats Roosevelt Roberts with a spinning wheel kick that would make Edson Barbosa cream in his speedos. William Knight finishes Fabio Sherratt in the first round. Josan Nunes wins her UFC debut by knocking out her opponent, Bea Malecki. Nunez and Bahamandez both earned $50,000 for their knockout wins. Main card action found Andre Pantoa and Sadiokob Karahamanov winning by submission. Vince Pichel and Parker Porter both win by decision, and Clay loses the close decision to undefeated fighter Mark Madsen. In the main event, Kelvin, I don't have a real weight class, Gastelum, lost a semi-controversial decision to Jared Cannonier. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your reverence rundown. Back to you, Chris Gucci. Oh, man, I fucking fell asleep twice during that rundown. You're getting, I guess, better? Because I don't have many notes, except for the fact that you know that the whole Aldo Khabib thing is on the docket for the main. You didn't tell me to take I it out. I understand. I understand because I read it wrong, and the way you actually wrote it wrong. So that when I read it, I thought you were going to say the opposite. So I was going to get to. I left it in purposely so I could rip you apart for saying that's not even what happened. And then when you read it, you changed it up. So that sucks. <laughs> now I gave away that we're going to talk about that later, which I guess it doesn't matter, but. Other than that, boring. <laughs> and I guess there's really not much you could do with this week. Yeah, now. I mean, I could have talked about Brendan Schaub, but everybody's been talking about it. So Yeah, we should touch on that a little bit. We won't talk too much. But for those that don't know, you could go on YouTube and type in Fighter and the Kid and get Brendan's side of it. It's a pretty crazy story. I don't know. Carl, did you hear about this? You could, you could jump on. We got Carl on the mic now. Um, Brendan Schaub, you don't have to talk much because I know that you're not really in podcast mode, but <laughs> this is, you know, throwing it back. He hasn't to, been since 2016. Throwing it back to anybody that 
that um, used to listen to the Pride Rules podcast, Carl used to actually like kind of lead, do what I'm doing, and kind of, kind of. If he wants to do that going forward, I mean, I could, I could use the break on the MMA show. But anyway, the um, Brendan Schaub was driving down the the freeway in in LA, and four lanes of traffic, and pu- pulls up on an accident before the cops get there. There's a child on top of the car. And he has to pry doors open, watches the father who ended up getting arrested for murder, running away, gets hit by a car. So for those that don't know it, Brandon Schaub essentially saved the kids from whatever. I don't know if the car was going to blow up. It didn't blow up. But either way, Brandon Schaub is somewhat of a hero now. Go look that story up. It's a cool story. It's the biggest win of his entire career. Um, but what do we want to talk about? I guess we'll get right into the, the breakdown. Gastelum and Cannoneer was boring. I fell asleep. I tried really, really hard. I watched every fight. The undercard was really good, but I fell asleep like two or three times throughout the main event. I think they really need to force Gastelum to get some fucking discipline and go back down to welterweight. He does not work at middleweight. Here's the problem. The reason why Gastelum moved up to begin with was because he couldn't make weight at welterweight. He was 5-2 and two at welterweight, so he clearly that's where he's at his best, right? But... Two days ago, Gastelum missed weight at 85 on his first attempt. So if he's having trouble making 85 right now, he has he's 5'9", no much to Connor's point, he's 5'9", and Connor's got like a four and a half inch longer reach than him. So Connor's talking about how he's not even going to come back at, at lightweight. He's going to move up all the way up to middleweight. So we'll see We'll see how that plays out. But yeah, Gastelum's now 6'6 six and six at middleweight. Carl's like, I don't need the mic anymore because I'm not. I'm just I, saying, win a fight first, Connor. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I love you, but chill. Bro, Connor is one in three at, at lightweight in his career. So his only win at lightweight is against Eddie Alvarez. But that's neither here nor there. That's that's a stat for Carl. I'm sure he knew that already. But as far as the winner of yesterday's fight, Cannoneer, he puts himself in a position in pretty much a stale middleweight division right now where you really are searching for contenders he's one of the few guys that adesanya has been kind of calling his name a little bit adesanya's been laying it up for cannoneer pretty much saying just get some wins under your belt and and i'll give you the shot i don't know i mean i mean coming off a win in the middleweight division think about the top right now well what are, what are their plans so for darren is, he? Till- is, he, is he getting robert whitaker yeah adesanya and whitaker's happening uh darren till is fighting Derek brunson vittori is against Paulo Costa probably. Where does where does uh, Cannoneer fit into that? I'd say you give Cannoneer the winner of Vittori and Brunson. What about um, the cleft palate guy? Kamzat. Kamzat. I mean, we don't know when Kamstain's coming in. It's a good point. Maybe Nate for Cannoneer. Right, we got to think. Nate's not going <laughs> to fight him. We but throw Nate out for everybody. Nate, 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 Nate will fight pretty much anybody. But I don't know if Cannoneer has the name that Nate would jump in for. So no, and I think, and that's another fight that Nate would probably run out of time. I'm for. sure that Carl knows how annoyed I am right now by even having to have this discussion because I hate talking about shit like this. Like <laughs> I, I don't think that anybody out there gives a shit what is next for Jared Cannoneer. So. Neither does Tommy. I tried. I tried, people, but that's yeah, all we got. You know what it is? Okay, so he beats Kelvin Gastelum, right? Six people in the middleweight division have beat Kelvin Gastelum. One of them was Chris Weidman, and I'm sure that's one of Chris Weidman's, what, three wins in the middleweight division? Since oh, speaking of Weidman, on, on, on the aforementioned <laughs> MMA hour with Ariel Hawani, Weidman said that he's not done. He wants to come back. Within a year in Long Island, where the New Islanders uh, arena is going to be, you think that's that's not really possible? I don't think. I don't. I don't see it happening. 
I really don't. Um, especially with the setback that he had, I, I don't. Because um, all of that somewhat recovery time that he had, now he's back to This is actually one. something that he might actually be able to elaborate on. Didn't you have a second surgery on your leg? I did. Um, it was six months after the initial break. And they actually redid. So it's probably the same exact yeah. timeline that Weidman had. So it was probably the same checkup that that Weidman had. You went and had. What it was, was better the, the second time? The issue that Weidman had was he wasn't getting bl- enough blood to help the bone fuse together. My bone was not fusing, but it was a, an issue of like measurement with the rod and the bone length. It so. could have been the same thing with with Weidman. You know where the blood didn't go there. So. Yeah, Weidman was in danger of potentially losing his leg a couple yeah, months it's, ago. Yeah, it's called compartment syndrome. That's why I have the giant fish on the side of my leg. Yeah, Tommy's leg is fucking sure, gross. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true, ladies and gentlemen. I got hit by a car. You All slid right, into I want to move base. on, though. I, I would like to move on. It wasn't... He didn't slide into second base. He got... It was making a play from second base, and the right fielder slid in and broke his leg. I called it from... The fucking rip. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we're gonna. We're yeah, gonna, I mean, like you look at Tommy. I, I don't it, think Kananir cares because he. Fuck. Oh, what he said, he's Scoop, he's broke. I tell you what, you know who doesn't he's care? Nobody broke. Nobody cares. Kananir doesn't care. Tommy doesn't he, care. Exactly, he doesn't care. All right, so I don't Scotty even. Scotty doesn't know. All right, so Kayla Harrison, dork. Right. Um, Kayla Harrison would fuck you up so bad. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> Um, fuck us all up in like 20 seconds there's typically i'll i would say that like mma fighters that are women they're typically very light so even in the they're they're just not in our weight class she would fucking beat the shit out of this whole room easily but that's another story so kayla harrison she has three fights left on her pfl contract i think that'll take her straight through at least one more million dollar check right so she's easily going to clean up a million a year at pfl so she's bringing something to the table as far as a woman, a women's contender that I don't know if she'd ever make uh, thirty-five. I think she fights at one fifty-five right now, which I, the UFC. I mean, I could see her fighting si- or uh, Nunez at forty-five, but she would have to lose more weight than she's ever lost. Maybe I don't know what her Olympic career was like, but I know I, she could do I know that she's fighting at fifty-five for PFL. Right? UFC isn't going to make any. They're not going to roll out the red carpet for her and open up a new division no, for her. No, because they didn't do it. I mean, they division. did 145 for Cyborg, and that was about it. Yeah, and they really probably didn't even do that for Cyborg. I think they did that more for Nunez than Cyborg in hopes that Nunez would be able to be the champ champ, right? So that's the really the only fight I think Kayla Harrison has on, on her radar, even though they're teammates. I had this discussion with Carl this week. He, I said Kayla Harrison... You know, talk. I sent him something on Instagram, and he said Nunez is the only real goat. Like, there's no way that anyone beats Nunez, but they've trained together, right? So I'm I'm curious to know how that went. Kayla Harrison has to have some sort of idea as to how that fight would go because she's locked up with her before. I find it hard to believe that anyone is going to stop that takedown. I know that I was Team Nunez a couple weeks ago, but just seeing more footage on Kayla Harrison here and the way she's talking, she sounds pretty confident. She's extremely confident, and, you know, everybody always says, oh, judo doesn't work because look at Ronda. Okay, well, let's back this up here. Ronda was a bronze champion. Kayla Harrison is a gold champion. And I know that champion. sometimes people might not think that's a big difference, but it, <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you this. It is a very big difference. It's a huge difference. Uh, to a black belt jiu-jitsu, though? Like, I mean, think about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. 
I agree that Nunez. I don't think Nunez wants any part of her on the ground whatsoever. She's gonna her her claim to or her key to victory there would be standing up and beating the shit out of her standing. Yeah, you know, and, and you look at Kayla her size. You know what I mean? She's she looks like if she's on top of you, there's, it's like having yeah, the there, entire weight of the there's, world. There's up. two major issues with this fight: is the potential that Kayla Harrison can't make 45, right? So you would like to see her fight at in the UFC at some point. The 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 main question that I have is going to be the weight. Um, I could be wrong. She might be even at 45 now, but I'm pretty sure with the, the time that you mentioned earlier about Ali tweeting something out about Nunez and Cyborg in the same night. Cyborg posted an Instagram picture of her belts or whatever. Thirsty. Uh, I'm pretty thirsty. I thought you were talking about me. But <laughs> no, Cyborg said that she could make 55. And it's like, yeah, clearly you've made 45 in your career, right? So obviously but Cyborg wanted 55. to fight at 55. So she's talking like, you know, I'm here to fight anytime you're ready. Um, where's Cyborg sign? That, that fight should happen. I, I feel like in PFL, they should make that happen at least as a tune-up. Well, Cyborg signed to Bellator, so... Harrison would have to sign a Bellator. But, I, but there's also good fights there for Kayla, like Kayla and Kat Zingano. That wouldn't be bad. Um, you know, because you got the cyborg fight. I mean, essentially in the UFC, she's got one fight, Amanda Nunes. Yeah, and there's more clear paths to victory for Nunes, I think, than Kayla. But if she could, if she can take her down and avoid the submission, then I think that she could... She could do the job, potentially. The clinch would be interesting because you see how good Kayla is. In the I know I want to see it, but it's going to probably be at least two years before we get to see that one go down. So there's a long time between now and then, and I don't know that there's going to be any contenders in the in the women's division in the UFC that is going to touch Nunes in that time. So we'll probably get to see it. It just won't be She's until... the closest threat. Yeah, it won't be until be like 2023 before threat. we see a potential. Yeah. And at that point, it might be Nunes might just be done. She might just be done with it by then. All right, so um, so what else we got here? We got Sugar Show, Tommy. The what's the guy's name? Brian last night? Kelleher. Brian Kelleher called him out. The way he called him out was pretty was pretty spot on, right? Did you hear who who was it that sent me the quote? He said he doesn't he doesn't want to fight anybody that's ranked. But what did he actually say? Does anybody have the quote? Because he said something about uh, yeah. Uh, the producer is usually supposed to be the one that has the quote. Yeah. Scoop. Next fight, a lot of people want me to fight someone ranked. They wanted me to fight someone ranked last fight. I was supposed to fight Smolka. For me, I have a contract. No, nope, wrong quote. Scoop. Which one? That's the one. Looking for a Brian Kelleher's quote. Brian Kelleher's call out quote. Oh, I totally thought you were yeah. talking about the sugar show. Yeah, I, I'm with him on that one. So no, no, no. We'll leave it in so I could. The ring call out. The ring, the ring call out where he said something about him him being an asshole with a pussy on it or, or something. <laughs> No, he said something. Yes, you you were hanging out with six nine. Go get a tattoo of vagina on your asshole. It, it, <laughs> O'Malley, stop it with the six nine tattoos. What kind of guys you hanging out with? You should have a got a, You should have got a tattoo All right, of run a it vagina. Back, run it back, scoop. Take a deep breath. All right, scoop. Scoop's got the actual quote that we were looking for right here. Go ahead, scoop. O'Malley, stop it with the six nine tattoos. What kind of guys you hanging out with? You should have got a tattoo of vagina. You know you don't want to fight any rank guys. So here I am. Business is booming. Okay. So the, the text message that I got sent to me was a little bit better. I don't know who sent it. It might have been AJ. I don't know. But anyway, it was it was like you got a tattoo of vagina on your asshole. I think it would have been better if you said that. The fight would be signed by now. I think so. Right? So either way, uh, still a good call-out quote. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. It might work with O'Malley because now there's at least a little bit of buzz behind it. He's making talk, fun of his girlfriend. 
Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I, don't, I think we can leave that one in. Is Kelleher ranked? No, but that's oh, well, the point. He's definitely, a, yeah, it's right in wheelhouse. Yeah, that's that's the point. That's <laughs> the point. Uh, I'm. We we talked about this before the show. I'm a big proponent. I'm yeah. a big advocate. I love I Sugar like, Show. I like I've been saying all along though. How about this? Sugar Show looked at our story the other day. Like AJ made a post, and Sugar Show definitely viewed the story because we tagged him in it, and it kind of got me thinking. Like, damn, you know, I've been slandering him, and there's even something on our Instagram. If you just went two or three posts back with me. I wouldn't say talking shit about Sugar Show, but I had something something to say. It's not talking shit. It's it's look, the truth. It's truth. He's not fighting any ranked guys, and he's talking about a lot of ranked guys. And then he signs fights with guys that are ranked outside the top 15. He fought Cheeto Vera, and he got finished in the first round. All right? Albeit there was quote, dog. quote, unquote, controversy surrounding that fight. Yeah, he, got, he had a little the bilateral the, foot drop back. The end of the day, that happened during the fight. He lost the fight. That's, that's just what it is. You could say the same thing about the Conor fight. Or he broke his bone. You lost. doesn't matter. Yeah. Loss is a loss. TKO, TKO. Is there an algorithm to maybe staying relevant outside of the ring or cage and fighting as long as you oh, can? No, no. Right. Like, if you're making more money outside the cage, right, and you could just stay as relevant as possible without ever caring about the title, can you make more money? Is there a formula where you make more money that Ask way? Ask Dustin Poirier. He's a millionaire, not yeah, just... Well, that's different. That's different. Champ, that's different. That's different. He's, he's Right now, he fought himself. He's been the interim champ at one point, A. B, I think there's a little bit of a different situation there because there's the name Conor McGregor involved. So you could beat Conor twice and become a lot... Bigger than you can be, and if sit you be, and wait for him to come out. For it, the let's third just time. say, let's just say, Connor beating Connor for the second time, no matter the fashion, would have been bigger for Poirier's career than winning the belt off of Oliveira in his last fight. Um, I did want to touch on this a little bit. I don't know. I guess it's a shitty transition because I, I have a little bit more on the the Sugar Show situation, but we could really just put that to bed. Um, Poirier did say that on the MMA Hour with <laughs> Ariel Hawani that. As much as he would really like to fight Diaz right now, and that is on his to-do list, it's just not on his to-do next list. <laughs> the next fight that Dustin's going to fight, he, he wants the belt. So we are going to get to see, I'm not sure the date, it's not signed anything, but we are going to get to see Poirier against Oliveira, which is honestly, that's the best thing for, for the sport right now. We need that. As much as it would be cool to see Nate and Poirier fight, the lightweight belt needs to get figured out. Is Charles Oliveira is the champion, but... If if Chandler and, and Gaethje are fighting, there's really no contender other than Poya. That that fight mm -hmm. has to happen. So I'm glad that's going down. And it's got to make you wonder if Dana didn't have like a come to Jesus meeting with Dustin and be like, "Look, you know, I know you want these money fights, but we have a champion right now, and you technically are the number one contender. He doesn't have a challenger. We have Justin and Chandler fighting right now. I don't want this belt held up any longer than it needs to be." And I think that Dustin is going to get paid handsomely to take the fight that he... I wouldn't say Dana White is blocking the Nate fight. And so, to some degree, he probably is because I think that he understands the magnitude at this particular junction for the, the lightweight belt. Because for all the reasons that we just mentioned, I think it's really important to get it figured out because of the lack of a, another contender. You know, there was the Oliveira and Chandler to step in when, when Dustin turned down the last title shot. When the open with the vacant belt that could be vacated, mm -hmm. so it was a much different situation. He let Dustin go make his money. I don't think that Dana's going to let Dustin call the shots in this one. That, so that's why it's happening. But I do think it's going to come with a nice paycheck 
attached to it for for Poirier. Yeah, maybe regardless. Dana will like put his hot sauce in the cage right next to uh, proper twelve. Did you just infer that Dana would take the right fight over the money fight? By the way, you of all people, I think it's his and only he also, play right I, now. I can't. I'd be, right, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least point out the fact that Tommy's joke was a fucking ultimate fail about the hot sauce. But oh, anyway. that was a joke. Yeah, I don't know. What I it wasn't was, a joke. I, I was meaning that to be. Well, Dana's serious. not going to do that anyway. <laughs> you know, Dana's not going to put someone else's shit in the middle of the UFC. Oliveira's the next person. Proper twelve whiskey. <laughs> Oliveira's the next person to go back to a uh, boxing. After his career, he said, he's ready. He said, he's ready to box next. Um, and who said that? Oliver. Oh, interesting. Oh, Ben, Filthy Feldman's about to have a whole bunch of new recruits coming into bare knuckle boxing. This is a, this is the point of the show where I force the break because mm-hmm. Scoop is dropping fucking things out at left field and Tommy's talking about Filthy Feldman. But time out. To, and to people don't fucking Wait. know who Filthy Feldman is. That's my point. To go back to... What Carl had said. Oh, my God. Um, about the right, you know, making the right fight over the money fight. We kind of had this discussion last week about Dana really needs to start writing the ship and legitimizing the belts a little bit more than he has. I don't think that, and this is what I said last week, I don't think it's really that he has to do it across the board because you just saw last week how he what he did to the heavyweight belt, mm-hmm. put an interim belt up there. I think... It's when it is conducive or convenient for the UFC to do so. Like right now, they're rocking a hard place, so they need they need Dustin to take that fight because you can't have Oliveira on the shelf when it's not his choice. You could say Ngano they did the interim belt because Ngano didn't take the fight when they wanted. Oliveira is sitting there waiting for a fucking opponent. It's not like they could ever strip him, and they can't they and, can't put an interim belt and on as anything. Scoop just said he's already talking about boxing. Yeah, when know. his career is over, I haven't so heard anything. The only panicking. thing I heard about boxing was that GSP also on the MMA hour. I guess I should fucking call Ariel for a potential sponsor deal because I've been plugging his show all day. But I am excited about it. It's been giving me. It gives us something to talk about. There's interviews constantly now, two times a week. We're gonna get we're gonna get a lot of good content from Ariel. I'm I'm happy about it, but. GSP said that he wanted to box the winner of, not the winner, he's friends with, with Vitor, so he doesn't want to fight Vitor if he wins. But if, if De La Hoya wins, GSP would like to box De La Hoya potentially. But he's got two years left on his UFC contract, so he can't for two more years. That's going to take us to break for real this time. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the career. And when we come back, we're going to talk about... <laughs> Career? Would you have a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about the careers of a one Jose Aldo and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Your mama met off what? <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to compare the careers of Jose Aldo and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Did I say that right, Tommy? And Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about those two guys. Guys, it is almost time for the best time of the year, and that's tailgate season. And when you think about tailgates, you're thinking about beers and you're thinking about food. And when you're thinking about food, you're thinking about hot sauce. I'm talking about Silk City Hot Sauce. It's a mom and pop business from Vermont that produces hot sauce with locally grown peppers. There's several blends and flavors. Here's just a few you got Slurp, which is fresh peaches. Honey, Vermont apple cider, habanero and cherry pepper blend with a hint of smoked jalapeno. We got the badass Jew, which is four pepper blend, jalapeno, cherry pepper, serrano and habaneros with tomato, roasted red peppers, roasted garlic and Mexican seasoning. 
Good Morning Jonestown, which is a smoked habanero and smoked serrano with carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, onions, and a splash of white vinegar. Killer Hot is their second hottest three-pepper blend featuring fatali, habanero, and ghost with roasted red peppers, garlic, and honey. Ghost Whisper is a pile of ghost and habanero with roasted peppers, garlic, onion, and red vinegar. It's a very powerful sauce with a deep and delicious flavor. And you guys got to check out the artwork on these bottles. Silk City uses professional comic book artists to create the coolest looking hot sauce in the biz. They offer great deals when you purchase the two, three, four, five, or six mix and match packs. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the coupon code CHOP. You're going to receive 20% off your order. You're going to receive a free bottle and you're going to get some stickers along with that. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. All right, everybody, we are back and we are getting ready to talk about Jose Aldo's career and Khabib Nurmagomedov, his career. That's how you say that last name, Nurmagomedov. I know, I know. All right, so the reason why we're doing this comparison is because over the week weekend, I'm not sure exactly when it was Russia time, but <laughs> Khabib did a press conference and was asked several questions about, obviously, his arch rival, Connor, and talking about, does Connor have a chance to resurge, make a resurgence after his injury, come all the way back? And Khabib said something to the likes of, when Connor fought Cowboy, he came out like a lion, but when he fought better opponents or good opponents, he came out like a scared chicken. So indirectly, Khabib is kind of taking a shot at Cowboy, which I think is a little bit beneath Khabib, but I don't think that he's really talking in a in a negative light on Cowboy. He just is almost ignorant to the way he's wording things. No, maybe. and let's be real. If at this point, if yeah, those two all right, were to fair, fight. fair. So then Khabib was asked then a follow up question. At least this is my understanding as to how this all went down. Um, it might even be two separate interviews for all I know, but basically the same article that I read where Khabib then was asked about Jose Aldo's resurgence as a potential um, proof that it's it's possible for Connor and Khabib right away struck the, on the notion that that Aldo was on a resurgence and he pointed to the fact that he recently fought Pieter Jan is that how you say his name Piotr 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 Jan all right so he just fought Pete Jan right and <laughs> lost con- convincingly and Aldo is a loser of three of his last five now he is on a two fight win streak and when you look at Aldo's career losses it is against the likes of a uh, Piotr Jan, Conor McGregor, Max, Max Holloway, Holloway twice, and what's his other loss? Um, there's two more, two more losses. One, one guy's another former champ. I you have got his this shit right, right in front of you. Front of me. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what? No. Oh, Volkanovski beat him, and then it was Marlon Marais. So Aldo's only got really, really good fighters on his resume that he's mm-hmm. lost to. Now Khabib doesn't have any losses, but. Um, the case that I'm making here, the, the reason why I bring this up is because everybody puts Khabib really high, number one, if not number one, then in the top three for their pound-for-pound pound goat. Now, I really have a hard time accepting that fact. Reason being is Khabib hasn't really fought the level of competition that a Jose Aldo has fought throughout his career. So I, I asked you this question now. Out of Khabib and Jose Aldo, who has the better career? Who would you rank higher on your all-time list and why? Now, I know you were going to say probably Khabib. And like- no, it's you, you got to look at it. You really got to dissect it, right? So you look at Jose Aldo. He has had a ton of fights, and he was at the top of all that. Here's the problem. He was at the top of a division, 
and he was the leader of a division that only until recently has actually really gained traction and gotten eyeballs on people. Now, you look at the lightweight division for a while, the UFC didn't even have a lightweight division. <clears throat> but so you look at the amount of fights that Aldo has and his wins, there is nobody better at 145 pounds than Jose Aldo. I have a I have a beef with you already on this. So okay. to say that the the delighter weights weren't really exciting or didn't have stars, I disagree. At this point, stars, at the early people stages, weren't watching just, it for that. I understand that, but that's irrelevant in in terms of the grand scheme of things. Because when Aldo was dominating at the top for all that time, Khabib was fighting in regional cards in Russia, which the competition, albeit might have some tough guys over there, but it's not world class competition like like Aldo was fighting in the WEC. Because WEC was the best fighters in the world, just they weren't in the UFC yet, so they had mm -hmm. their own promotion. For those that don't know, WEC, it was where Uriah Faber made his home. Mike Brown, had one of the head coaches at, at American Top Team now. Mike Brown, who beat Uriah Faber twice for that belt that nobody thought would beat Faber. All well and good. So now when I look at the career of Jose Aldo, right, and I'm dating back to June 7th, 2009, the first time I ever watched him fight was against Cub Swanson. Now, that was Jose Aldo's, I guess, his fifth fight under the Zufa banner. It's WEC is essentially the UFC at mm -hmm. the time. So Jose Aldo had a 10-year reign at the top, right? If he never fought Conor and just say he didn't fight Conor, right, he would have finished undefeated in under the Zufa banner, and he would have had wins over, like I said, uh, Cub Swanson, Mike Brown, Uriah Faber, Manny Gambiran, Mark Hominick, Kenny Florian, Chad Mendez, Frankie Edgar, Chan Sung Jung, Ricardo Lamas, Chad Mendez again. So he went on a really good run before he ever lost to Connor. Now, if Khabib retires, I mean, if Jose Aldo retires at that time, he, he retires undefeated, would he be considered the GOAT still? Yeah, because he retired undefeated. So, it's that goose egg in the loss column that really does it. So that's my whole point. Now, Khabib <clears throat> stuck around and fought and, and moved up in weight classes and did all the things that Aldo has done. I know Aldo kind of moved down in weight, never really moved up. He did move up to 55 once, right? Never fought at 55 once? Did he ever miss weight? He wanted to fight Connor at 55. Yeah. After he lost. No, um, Jose Aldo didn't, never missed weight. No, not to my knowledge. Khabib missing weight. I, I would say that's a small stain on his resume, but not enough. He loved the tiramisu, man. Yeah, well, that was, that was funny back in the day. But now looking at Khabib's record, looking at Khabib's record, which I don't want to dis discount Khabib. <laughs> Honestly, as much as I've rooted against him in his career, Post-career, much like a Mike Tyson, uh, I have this soft spot for Khabib now. He he provides the best sound bites possible. <laughs> like, I've already clipped him up 10 times and used his sound bites on the show. So, Khabib's a funny guy. He's unintentionally hilarious. So, I just think now he's getting used to hearing himself talk a little too much. And he's getting away from being the guy that, you know, that, that hard-nosed guy that doesn't really care about what the media says. I think he's playing it up a little bit. And Connor's pointing that out. And it's kind of funny seeing Connor jump to Aldo's rescue <laughs> the yeah. way he is, because you never would think that you would see Connor and Aldo buddy buddy. Even Aldo had comments about Connor. But anyway, I'm getting off the rails here. Um, I'm gonna ask Scoop, and then we're gonna bring it to Carl. Scoop, who would you rank better, higher on the all-time list, Khabib or Jose Aldo? Jose Aldo. Really? Yeah. So Tommy, did you ever even give your answer? No, I mean if you're gonna say, my bad, I didn't cut you off, Scoop, but I need to get Tommy's. 
Khabib's got the goose egg. Like that's right, so it's Khabib for you, right? We're gonna do yeah. a vote, and then Khabib has the goose like goose egg because he didn't. What do you who do you fight? RDA, and that was his first big fight. And then I mean, yeah, he Khabib. That was even before that fight was a big fight. That was a that was before RDA even made the climb. So that fight was a long time ago. That was one of Khabib's early fights in the UFC. Right, and Barbosa was a good fight. It was. I think I mean Khabib is once you're fighting in the UFC, there's there's the competition is there, but he the, my my point that I'm making is at the top he didn't fight the second best guy in the world ten times the way Aldo did. Right, right. So Khabib fought his way up and then got there. He beat Connor and then he beat a couple guys he and Poirier, then he walked away. And then he beat Gaethje he and that he was didn't it. He didn't stave off the best guy in the world, the second best guy in the world for a decade the way Jose Aldo did. That's my take. Scoop agrees. So we got one one. Uh, obviously, you guys know where I'm at already. Me personally. Here's why I say Khabib is because as soon as Connor knocked out Aldo in 14 seconds, that's the last you heard of that division. Before then, yeah, Jeremy Stevens brought it, but after that, I mean, look who Khabib beat late in his career. Yeah, I know he it was nobody up front, but it was the who's who late in his career. You know, so I get, get it. I understand. Like Aldo kind of beat everybody early in his career and then faded off a little bit late. But right now, Aldo's making his second run. So the Aldo the Aldo chapter isn't closed yet. If he could come back and, and win another title, I think that cements him as as better. I understand the goose egg thing, and I understand the no cheating thing, and he's never been <laughs> caught out, no scandals like a John Jones type type situation. Yeah, but you've said it when talking about uh, what's his name uh, being content with. Lapping a division, Usman. Usman, who lapped the division better than Jose Aldo? Well, exactly. That's that's my point. You you got a outside of the Connor fight, he really and I guess Max, but that's the that's what I'm saying. The the Connor beat him. Connor, I wouldn't put him on the all time list. Max, I will. You know, Max is one of the if if not Aldo, I say Max is the best featherweight of all time. Connor at 45 is a fucking problem. Of course, but Connor didn't stay there long enough. The same thing. Like it, it's hard for me to give Connor an all-time rank because he moved up to lightweight and he's sure. one and three. You know, he did what he did and he he got everybody paid, and that's what Connor's legacy is going to be. But Connor's not going to go down as one of the greats to me. As much as he changed the sport, Connor's not one of the greats. Like I take Jose Aldo's career over Connor's career all day. For sure. Max Holloway, same deal. Dustin Poirier, same deal. I take Brock Lesnar's career over Connor's career. Easy. Right. That's a, that's a little that's a joke, but. <laughs> Um. Mer, yeah. Man. So I guess Mer. it's not as much of a consensus when you when you really break it down. I understand the way the way things like this work, where the next guy that retires undefeated, or if there is another guy, when John Jones retires, like there'll be the the swan song for John Jones, and everyone will talk about how great he was, and then he'll he'll have his run as the goat, and then a new guy will come along. But you see, I don't see anybody officially giving him goats. Well, there's people that are doing it right now. Yeah, his fans. No, well, but if, if you look, not at only it, just his fans. There's plenty of people that are such pieces of shit in life that they will be a hater, but to prove that they're like this. Ready? It's like, oh, I hate John Jones, but I got it. Even I admit, it's like the guys that are the Yankee fans, but say like, you know what? It was really impressive to see what the Red Sox did. Things like that. Where you want to prove controversy with with John Jones to cement him as the goat. That's that's my opinion. Who's We've had now? so Habib? much time. You're saying what? Khabib's better than him? Khabib better than John Jones? All time, yeah. Who's the GOAT? I say GSP. Yeah. GNP, GSP. Yeah, yeah, because he boxed the shit out of Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, GSP. And he won a belt the in, only a, reason in a higher weight class. Bro, we talk about this a, f a few other podcasts where, yeah, that, but he, but he also bottled his opponents. He never went... 
you know, you see guys like Adesanya going up and challenging himself and challenging himself to be great. I never saw GSP go up because the risk was G, uh, Anderson Silva up there. So he was hiding from that fight. But is he? John Jones has been up at heavyweight for two years and he hasn't fought yet. Yeah. He's trying to fight Naganyu right now. Oh, is he? I mean, he will with for the right money. So, running, so, so the point being, my point is this: if he's saying I need thirty million to fight in Ghana or I'm not fighting him, is he trying to fight him? He's being a pussy because he's not going to get thirty million. So, no. knowing that fact, you say something outlandish because then it puts you in a scared. That's what it is. I don't even think Connor got paid thirty million walking through the cave from the UFC. No, 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 no. He's never been paid that much. No way anybody's getting paid thirty million to show. And if anybody, and look, everybody knows my feelings on him. If if heavy anybody, heavy yeah, but he's not the draw either. It's not true. Uh, John Jones is not is not a close to the draw that that Connor is. Yeah, if Connor didn't get paid that, and That's everybody knows my feeling at. on he him, John Jones ain't getting classes. If you're a true draw, it's it matters more. If you're well, heavyweight champion all, boxing, all, all kidding, all kidding aside, all kidding aside. Right now, the biggest fight for them to make at heavyweight is Ngannou John Jones. Regardless of which way you want to slice it, I just think that it's not going to happen because Dana White's at odds with both guys contractually and. We're going to need to see John Jones step up and fight somebody else first. I don't think he's going to do it, but we're going to we're beating a dead horse. You got something to say? It seems like you I wonder why Ariel left. Yeah, well, we I learned over the week that ESPN and Disney are in bed, and Disney will crush us. <laughs> I learned this from an advertise a potential advertiser. Is so, that why Brad Akamato has a job? Um, I don't even know. He's not bad. See, another thing, another 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 like another bad joke. I would say that I don't think the people understand. I don't even understand, right? What, what about him? He's bad. All right. All right. That's enough is enough for this episode. I'm fucking going to have to edit the shit out of it. But check us out on chopsportsmedia.com. You could check out the Chop Sports podcast every day, Monday through Friday, on YouTube, on Facebook. Why are you guys looking at each other? What the fuck? What's going on right now? I'm trying to do my my shameless plugs over here, and I got you guys giving each other eyes like I'm doing something Wait, you want wrong. Me, you want me to give you the... No, that's fine. All right. Back to my plugs. I'm releasing the Packers Pulse this week. We got the the fantasy guy with AJ Bascone. So all you fantasy football heads out there, check that out. We got a soccer podcast. We got all the podcasts. I'm tired of naming them. Check them out. Chopsportsmedia.com. Tommy, your turn to plug. Yes, on Thursday nights, make sure you head on over to Fightbook MMA to watch Sitting Ringside with Roberto Villa, Rudy Lara, the shitster, Dave Rodriguez. Next week, I guess we'll talk a little bit about the pay-per-view. It's not a pay-per-view. It's a it's the Edson Barbosa it's, it's a, against it's Edson some, Barbosa fight night. So that's really only fight of note on that card. I didn't even recognize a single name other than and, that. And I think Scoop said that he's going to have uh, Gilbert Burns as Dog Walker to come on Wait, and do an interview. I haven't watched the Ultimate Fighter. That's actually sad. So the tough finale where the headline will be Edson Barbosa against some guy that I can't pronounce his name. Don't care to. Hopefully he makes a name for himself this weekend with a, with a good showing, and then we can talk a little bit about it on next week's podcast. Till then, scoop, hit the button. Who do you got? Barbosa and... Uh, oh, Barbosa. Barbosa. I don't even know the other guy's name. How could I fucking pick him? Right? Anderson Silva's the GOAT, by the way. So... GSP. And that's saying a lot coming from you. Yeah. 
did it the right way. Yeah. 